What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I'm Lauren Lemonian, your host for the next couple minutes to an hour. Who knows how long we're going to go today. I am joined by Andrea Lyons, the founder, CEO, and executive producer of All About Productions. She's based in Richmond, Virginia, and I had to get her on the show because I met her a couple months ago during Catapult, which is a uh, an activation incubator type program through Capital One, and I was presenting on Innovative Mindset, and I was just so struck and, and attracted into Andrea's energy that I was like, listen, you need to come onto the podcast. And she not only survived the pandemic, getting through a very visual in-person business, they were able to shift, pivot, shed, do whatever they needed to do, get scrappy to build and grow throughout the last two years. And so uh, we kind of went right into the podcast today, started talking about dreams. And then I was able to kind of pull away and see what might be holding Andrea back in getting to the next level of her business. So what happens when we're in survival for so long? How do we get addicted to stress? And then how do we break that addiction to get to where we want to go next? So I'm super excited to share this episode with you. I hope that you get a lot of good nuggets out of it. Maybe catch yourself in some of the potential pitfalls or loops about stress. And I hope that you get inspired to uh, see yourself into the next iteration, the next phase of your business. Enjoy. But you had a really great dream last night. I had a really great dream last night and it was so weird. I listened to for the first time, uh, one of those, uh, meditative, like sleep, um, you know, you're supposed to fall asleep to it. So <laughs> I fell asleep. The dream that I had, I was in the desert, right. And there were the sand people and there, <laughs> listen, there were seven levels to the sand people. Okay. Seven zones to the sand people. Right. And I apparently was trying to get through each level for my freedom. Okay. Cause there were, it, this was a very, um, uh, it was a regime like of people, right? Oh. Yeah. The sand people. And they would keep you from going to the different levels. So I was at like, like it was almost hunger gamesy, right? Like district one, district two, district. It was like that. So there was like, but there were seven of them and I was at seven and I was going through and I was making my way through and around, um, level five, I met this really nice young man. He was so sweet. And he got me through these underground tunnels of the sand people. Cause it was all desert. That's why it's the sand people. Mm-hmm. All the levels are desert. He took me to level one, right? Which I, it was like this secret path into level one. We went through three different levels or the remaining three different levels. We got to level two and then at level one, which is apparently freedom because it's unmarked, it's an unmarked level. And it was like a secret access to this level. And so in order to go, it was my, myself and my mom. And so, and him, and so to get through this level, there were people, the sand people were after us. We went through the secret passage, but you had to lock it behind you. So you would know they wouldn't follow you to the freedom. So the nice young man, I let, I like the nice young man, he stayed behind, right. With the sand people and locked the door. So they wouldn't know where it was. And I said, I promise I'm coming back for you. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm going to come back for you, etc. And then when he closed the door in my dream, I remember thinking, 
I don't know that I'm going to be able to come back for him. It was so strange. Anyway, the level one people were great. Okay. They had a whole system figured out. And apparently the reason why they were level one people um, is because they would fight back against the sand people. So the sand people pretended like they didn't exist so that people wouldn't get a taste for freedom. And I know, and this was my dream last night, listening to this hypnosis guy on YouTube. And so I woke up this morning and I thought, whoa, I feel like I should think about this. And what does this mean? What is happening in myself? Like like my subconscious. Yeah. Well, so much to unpack there (laughs) and amazing stuff. And, and the fact that it was a guided hypnosis, like I'm understanding all these kind of universal principles and analogies and metaphors. Mm -hmm. So, um, we met, um, in capital one's catapult program. And I, I brought yeah. the woo woo out for you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. so surprised that you're like, yes, Lauren, I will do a podcast with you. <laughs> cause, Cause you came in here and you're like, listen, I'm going to see your woo and I'm going to raise you a woo woo. <laughs> I'm telling you, I came in hot, didn't I? I was like, I okay. love it. I listen, this is a spitfire podcast. If you're not coming in hot, what are you doing? I'm coming in hot. <laughs> so we talked a lot about you know, energy blocks and levels. And mm-hmm. I didn't even dive into the seven levels of energy oh, that I'm certified what? in. So when you're like, there's seven levels, I'm like, yeah, there is. What? This is a real thing. This was, it's so serendipitous. I'm telling you, that's wild. Yeah. What are and the so, seven levels of energy. So mm-hmm. there's three kind of zones within the seven levels. So the first two are about self-protection. So mm-hmm. the first, the first step is like, life happens to me and I have to protect myself. Like I, I can't win. Why bother? Um, okay. And then the second level is like, I have to win and you have to lose. So it's kind of this inner to outer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in levels three, four, and five, it's about mastering yourself in interacting in the world and the people around. So three wow. is about kind of this. Um, this bridge between protection and mastery, where it's taking in a lot of information, assessing, like not really moving, not really doing anything, but just kind of Mm -hmm. like asking questions and wondering like, huh, how do I win here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then level four is about taking care of people. So I win when you win, I make sure Mm -hmm. you're good. It's Mm -hmm. like this nurturing caregiver. Mm -hmm. And then level five is bringing all the people together, like really like tinkering of ideas and resources and like trying to get to that next zone, that next Mm -hmm. level there. Mm -hmm. And so once five goes up to six and seven, that's self-transcendence. So that's us leaving like the physical embodiment and going into that joy in level six and the absolute passion in level seven. Yeah. How do you, well, I don't think I'm at seven or six. I'm working on. Wow. Well, so here's the thing. We're all dancing throughout it throughout the day. Okay. All right. Pockets. They're not meant to be stayed in. You're not meant to like build a house there and get your, your commune. Like you are meant to flow based on the situation and what you're responding to, to get the best outcome. And that's how you know that you're mastering it. Wow. Wow. That poor guy. I definitely feel like it was the, I won you lost thing. That is so, but I, I definitely, that poor fake guy that I met, he was so sweet. But let's flip that. Like, what if, what do you think his intention was? Yeah, totally to help, totally to help me get to the, to the first, first district and my freedom, totally about freedom. So where did he get value? Yeah. Helping me get free. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was he expecting sure he anything from you? No, but I'm sure he would have wanted to be free. I'm, I'm you trying, don't know. I'm convincing. I don't know. I feel like in my dream, I was like, no, I'm totally, we can do this. <laughs> I don't Listen, know if he, he wanted to be free. He would have run up and caught up with you. Maybe that was part of the, that was, that was my, uh, he was my like shaman. He just led the way. And sometimes there are people in life that are there to lead you along the way. They're not meant to go wow. with you. Wow. 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 That is so true. Then how do you all, oh, then that's, I think then we fin. I spend, I'll talk singularly about me. Then I definitely have spent time hanging on to people when they really were just meant to kind of guide to the next place and that's it. Right. So how do you determine who's in it for the long haul, right? Like a, a life partner, right. Where you hope that they're there, you hope they're here for a long term. And then the other one, it's like, Hey, this was just from point A to point B and that's it. How do you know which is which you don't. And that's the beauty of it. When you can detach from the outcome. <laughs> oh, so the people okay. who are meant to be along for the ride. And mm-hmm. I won't even say a lifetime. The people who are meant to go along the ride with you will mm-hmm. align themselves with you and you will get value and you'll get that inner knowing. And when people are meant to be more short, short-term lesson givers or learners, mm-hmm. you will feel at some point that it outstretches the, the tenure. And it starts to create that, that body friction where you're like, something doesn't feel right. And it's usually because you have outgrown them and need to shed them. I love that. You called him a lesson learner, mm-hmm. lesson giver, lesson giver, lesson learner. We are all yeah. teachers at some point. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. Great. And actually, so this, like you haven't listened to today's podcast, um, no. but it's about I'm gonna listen mentally okay. and emotionally. Cause I'm, I'm about to move. Um, I'm moving to a city that I have been to once. Congratulations. Where are you Thank going? You. I'm going far to Denver. Away? Oh my God. That's like forever far away. It's yes, but it's a zoom from the East away. coast from the East coast. Yeah. <laughs> like but it, from the East coast. It's, yeah. It's like but it's two but hour I, plane ride. More like three plus um, three hour plane <laughs> ride. <laughs> but, but I think you bring up a really great point is we are constantly iterating, iterating and changing and mm-hmm. we're, if we're reconciling the value of people in our lives and we're thinking we have to bring everyone along, how much weight are we carrying that's actually holding us back from where we want to go? What I'm wondering is with like, how do you divorce yourself from the outcome if you're a goal-driven person, right? Like, so yes. success is if, if we're taught to have goals and success is getting to this milestone how can I divorce myself from that milestone or the outcome? Cause that's what I've been planning for is that outcome, right? That's mm-hmm. what I wanted is the outcome. Mm-hmm. So how do you divorce yourself from, or, or how do you not be attached to whatever the outcome is? Here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. What is the feeling that you are looking to feel after the outcome or achievement? Um, so, okay. For me, it's typically a case of, I want to feel successful. Okay. I want you to breathe into that because that felt very surface level to me. I want you to imagine that you have achieved the level of success you wanted to, 
Breathe into it. Ooh, okay. Uh-huh. Who are you? What do you feel? Ooh, I was going to say powerful, but that's not it either. Vindicated. Ooh, ooh, that, ooh, that's rough. There's a whole lot there. Who is that about? Ooh, I, girl, yes. I have been working on that for a while. So there's my about, question. There's like four or five people that's and about. We don't, and we don't need to address them because here's mm-hmm. what I'm focused on. Who are mm-hmm. you? When success is only about you. Right. Exactly right. So one of my goals is I would love to make like 10 millionaires, right? Just 10 people that because of their interaction with me, they have become millionaires, right? Yeah. But is that about them or is that about me? You know, like me feeling the success of them being a millionaire makes them go, see, I knew I was right. All my advice was right. You guys, if everyone just listened to me, then everybody would be successful or everybody would feel that way. So I do think there's like this element of control. Okay. That is part of it too, but certainly vindicated would be the one word I would say. It's like, what's on the other side of the coin of vindication? Relief. Yeah. Relief would be great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That would be great. Like you are after you're a legacy builder, not to show anybody because you know, you know, you can make big change in the world. You know, the power of like unlocking that in yourself. That is so true. I do. I feel that way. And I definitely have an eye for, um, it's always thinking like generationally, you know, thinking about the next generation of what does that look like? And, you know, very, not in a, you know, like Alexander Hamilton way, but like, who's going to tell your story, right? Right. Like, right. Who, what does that look like for you in the future? Who tells your story a hundred years from now? What mark did you make? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's legacy. That's interesting. That's relief. That's positive psychology to get you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. What about a specific goal being achieved gets you that feeling of relief? If I will say my goal is open a new office, right? Let's just, I open another office somewhere. So in opening the office, I would feel like my reach is greater, right? So this is more people that I get to touch, if you will. It's impact. You're having mm-hmm. more impact, more legacy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm getting goosebumps hearing you say that. That ain't about vindication. That's a fuel though. Like I, I go back to that. It's kind of like, it's like Michael Jordan used to make up stories about his opponent, mm-hmm. right? They were not true, but he would make up stories. Like he said, what about me? And that, because that was served as his fuel on the right. court to like, you know, perform very well. That's a lot of that. competitive energy, which sits mm-hmm. in level two. It's really good for short-term bursts, but because you're a creator, mm-hmm. you need to transition it into that higher consciousness. So level two is that I'm, I'm right. You're wrong. I win. I win. I win you, lose. you lose. Like yeah. I'm going to make mm-hmm. that story up. I'm going to compete against you, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever those yep. are. Mm-hmm. And if that gets you off your butt and gets you moving, Great, but make the conscious decision to transition it into that higher level passion, joy, creation. Yeah. What was number three again? I want to go baby steps. So three is like taking in all the information, but I think you would get real bored there. (laughs) You'd be like, I got to go do something. I got to make something. Let's go. (laughs) And what's four? Four is the care, four is caregiver. So taking care of other people before you. Mm -hmm. That's where you get stuck. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have had some, some interactions before, mm-hmm. but yeah, like yeah. I read energy off of people. 
Mm -hmm. um, like as a hobby and as a profession. So like, I immediately know where people's sticky points are. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also know where the key is to unlock it for you. And like, you've already pinpointed it. It's just you like giving more stock to the thing that really fuels you on Mm -hmm. a long-term basis, like waking up every day, asking yourself, what am I going to do? That's going to build more legacy and have more impact in the world. Ah, I think you're right. I love it when things are easy, Lauren. Oh my God. Welcome to my world. And it's not right. It's easy because it's, because it's like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's accessible, but it's like just going, like opening yourself up to the possibility and finding those cracks to enter where the light is. I would say not, I would say it is easy because like all of it is hard, except there are easier ways, right? Sure. Like the whole thing is hard the, from start to finish. This thing called life is hard. You know, like everybody suffers from it. Like nobody gets what they want all the time. That does not exist. And so I, but I think there are some things that are easier than others. The ease of the transition. Well, and you just hit on the word. Cause I was mm-hmm. going to be like, it's not about it being easy, but about finding your own ease in the process. Mm-hmm. So whatever I feel like I'm trying to control, whatever I feel like I'm trying to predict in the future, mm-hmm. where can I let go of the grip and just ask a question and mm-hmm. wait to see what emerges? Like I've changed my move plan like four times. Like, am I hiring movers? Am I doing a pod? Am I going to move it myself? And I'm like, I'm yeah, literally going to sell every piece of furniture that I own. And just take what I can pack in my car because it's what I do. Like I literally shed everything when I move. Are you going to get movers? No, (laughs) you're not moving yourself. You're moving yourself. I'm not taking anything with me. I'm taking clothes and my, my computer. That's it. I'm restarting. Yo, uh, Lauren, that is spring cleaning. You're You're just like, it's just clothes and that's it. Close my computer. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking the iMac with me. <laughs> so what are you going to do with your stuff? I guess. What are you Telling doing? It. I'm giving it to people who need it more than I do. Wow. Yeah. It's oh. just stuff. It's just stuff. It's just stuff. I'm taking my artwork because like, stuff. I love my art. I love creating, but I can yeah, create but... stuff too. So literally in May, I'm going to wow. have like an estate sale and just say, come buy it all. Oh, uh. That's so great. That has to feel so freeing. Yeah. It's not floating. Like, like and that's the thing is we hold on skin. to so much stuff new that skin. does not serve us. And it's like, yeah. Does, mm. does the pink upholstered bed make me a better person? No, it's cute, but like I can get another bed. Wow. I can't even fathom um, the freedom that that is. Really? Where you just go, you know what? I'm done. That's almost like uh, when I was little, um, my mom and I would, we didn't have a lot of vacations. We didn't come from a a, a pocket of money and we were very, 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 very middle-class. And so right sat right in the pocket of that, right? Um, Lower (laughs) middle-class actually, but we didn't do a lot of vacations, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom and I, um, I always used to imagine when we did do vacations, I would think, mom, it'd be cool if we did not have to pack anything. Like if we were one of those people that could just go to somewhere and you just get there and you buy all new stuff, because that to me feels very easy. That feels like a vacation, right? The vacation is kind of for me because I'm taking baggage and luggage 
it's not really vacation. Like I don't feel like I'm relaxing because I have to take all this stuff and put it in the airport and then we got to go or, or train station or whatever. And then you got to be responsible for it when you get off the transportation method, like an airplane, and then you got to pick it up from baggage claim. It just feels like it's a weight. It feels like a whole weight the whole time. And you're like, oh, all I want to do is just get to the property and like lay out by the pool. And that's all you want to do. I don't want to wait for all this stuff. So I was telling her, boy, it'd be really nice if we didn't have baggage. That'd be so nice. We could just go. And then when I get there, I'm gonna buy a bathing suit. Why? Because that's when I need it. That's when I need a bathing suit is when I get there. Yeah. I don't need one right now. So what do you say for someone like me or like, I feel like, Okay, I do have a place that I like a city that I think I would love, um, but it suits me really well, um, which is Arlington, Virginia. But for many reasons, it just feels like it suits me. Right. It's like, oh, I, I could live here. These are my people. Even when I'm there, I'm like, oh, these are my people. I know. I don't know these people, but I feel like I should know these people and they should know me. <laughs> so I wonder, though, um, even if it was further away, you know, what about for people who feel like I have all these obligations, I have all these responsibilities, and then but could still want that same level of adventure and want that freedom? Mm -hmm. What would you recommend? Like, because I have all these people, I don't have all these people, I just have people that work for me. Mm -hmm. And they count on me. And I do think if I really thought about it hard, there might be a way that I could like move somewhere else and not require that of them. Mm -hmm. But then part of me is like, no, that's going to, I give it a year and it might fall apart. And so what, but what do you say to people who like want that sense of freedom, want that sense of adventure, but they can't get up and move like you. Anybody can get up and move. It's choice. The question is, what obligations are you defining as being stuck or definitive? And mm -hmm. what can you adjust? What has wiggle in it to give you more freedom and more adventure? Like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean by so, like, I'm thinking of my own life here. I'm going I'm to use me as my own. Focus on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll focus on me. I'll use my own life. So I have this business. I have these people that work for me. They're not going to move. Well, incorrect statement. I don't know that they wouldn't. Uh, I'm not going to pay to move them. So, so let's say that was off the table. So what, if I wanted to live in, um, Austin, which is where all the people live, right? Everybody goes to Austin or Denver. Um, what would, how, I, I feel like I would be stuck in so many, but I can't because. So okay. how do you work through those? I can't because I can't because I can, okay. I can, because mm -hmm. it might work. If I do this, mm -hmm. I might be able mm -hmm. to do it when this happens. So mm -hmm. it's more about creating the plan of, okay, so what would it look like to potentially manage a remote team? What mm -hmm. would it look like to have multiple locations? What could it be like to not be in the office every day? Mm -hmm. What could it look like to have two locations in different cities? Mm -hmm. How might that actually grow things? So if our questions are about what's what we're afraid of, we're just reinforcing what we're afraid of. Mm -hmm. If you truly want to explore it, change the question and explore it. Yeah, I think I got a lot of, but it can't because I got a lot of that. Because I think about money, I'm thinking about like, well, who's paying for this? And who, how's that going to work? Okay. Like, where does that money come from? 
you know? Okay. So, but money, money is a great excuse, but the beautiful thing about money is we can quantify it. And when you can actually <laughs> ask true. how much might I need, what, what would I need? What <laughs> would I need? Mm-hmm. What would they need? Mm-hmm. How much would it cost? Like, mm-hmm. but if we're using this ambiguous, like money, it's going to stop <laughs> us in our tracks. Yeah. But it does take money though. It sure. does. And but how much it's... and what is it going to take? And then you can build a plan from there. But if you want to just stop it, it's going to take money. Then great. Then that's your stopping point. And you don't really want mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I definitely feel like I have that where I just get stuck sometimes with like, you know, it's like, oh, it feels big. All right. Well, I'm going to walk away from that for a minute. <laughs> I've got a great <laughs> podcast. The one before today, last week, okay. with Tracy okay. Litt. And we literally talked about the abundance mindset. Essentially mm-hmm. where you are today is because of your thoughts and actions. And if you want to get somewhere different, if living in Arlington or living in Austin is really important to you, you need to change your thoughts and actions to meet that goal. I've had a moment. Okay. Let me throw this at you, Miss Lauren. So for two years ish, yeah, two years on the dot in a t- couple weeks. We have all been in this mindset of, I call it the hunger games mindset, right? And certainly in what I do. So I do events, which if the government says you can't meet with other people, that's like an immediate stop to my livelihood and those that work with me, right? Mm -hmm. So it's been a sort of, I call it hunger games because I literally felt like for the last two years, that it is kill or be killed, right? So, and what I think serves me well in those instances is I have killer instinct, right? I do, and I'm okay with that, right? Level two, <laughs> level two over here. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it serves me well in those those sorts of environments, right? So the pandemic, we actually grew, right? Like the business grew, like we tripled in size during the pandemic. It was insane. Right. And so now that things are returning to a, it doesn't necessarily have to have that mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to operate. Uh-huh. In that. I don't know what that means now. Yeah. So assessing the environment that you're currently mm-hmm. in and also mm-hmm. the environment you want to be in requires a different mindset. Mm-hmm. requires different actions. And I think this happens a lot if we don't reset. And I think you've just had the acknowledgement of like, mm-hmm. I need to reset in a way that serves me more because you don't need to be fighting as hard. Like you don't need to fight in the same way, like be hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like go mm-hmm. out and get it. Like that tenacity. Awesome. Mm-hmm. How do you want it to express now? Where do you want it yeah. to generate from? What's the source yeah, of it? Yeah. I don't know. Cause that's, it is, I do get that. That's a different mindset. I'm telling you that that hunger games mindset was absolutely necessary sure. during the pandemic. Cause it was just businesses falling left and right. I mean, they were just going out like, you know, like it was like cannons in the sky, right? Like you would right. see it and there's a logo, right? Boom. Another logo, right? They were just falling. And so now I don't know that that's the case. And in fact, I think things are, growing in a different way. Mm-hmm. And like, I think this is one of the times I think more people are starting a business than yeah. almost any time in recent memory, I think recent history. So a lot of fruitfulness is happening, but that mind shift change, 
that's something I definitely need to think about because I don't know what that needs to look like on the other side. Like what, how, like, so, so I guess that's part of it. Me getting to what would it be like if is very difficult because I'm like, we've got to stay alive to tomorrow people versus, well, what would happen if, you know, I think that's a privilege, like the ability to have that kind of conversation. I always say that too. I have a, a very diverse audience. I got, it's mostly women. So I guess it's not that diverse in my office. So in my office, it's all women, but that's not intentional. I have tried to diversify our base, but it is all women um, of all different ethnicities. But we've talked about that before is like uh, a point of privilege is being able to talk about, to think about what you're thinking about is a point of privilege. My mother never got to think about what she was thinking about. She had to work. That's what she had to do. She was not thinking about how she felt about a situation and then unpacking that. She never did that. So, cause why? Cause she had to go to work. She worked three jobs. She did not have time for that. So that's a privilege. But even in thinking about it in this way, it is a privilege to be able to think about, well, what would happen if, and I've been so used to not having that as a privilege for quite some time that I don't even, I don't know. I haven't spent time thinking about what would it be like if at all to even have before I even get to money and let's pretend that's not even a thing, but to say, what would happen if we wanted to everybody work remote, you work where you want to, or what would happen if we were like, we got a beach office, which would be great. Right. Cause that would be an office near the beach, a beach, pick a beach, but we, yeah. I just to have those thoughts, it's very foreign. So I, I wonder if it's not just about you having the thoughts, but about mm-hmm. bringing this amazing team that you've built together mm-hmm. to really brainstorm, what could the next iteration and next phase of your business be mm-hmm. and getting their ideas? Because you had to, you know, captain that ship. You had mm-hmm. to get scrappy in those moments. This was your business. And you're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You were in a new, a new environment, a new role, a new vibe. And mm-hmm. so resetting and acknowledging that is the first step of saying, we got to this point being this way, mm-hmm. where do we want to be? And how do we want to show up to align with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everyone is on board. Wow. I wouldn't have even thought to ask them that. <laughs> I wouldn't have like, what do you guys think about what the next, what, what ifs, like, if we just did, what if we did this, what, what would your, what ifs be, what, yeah. what would your, what ifs be? What if we were able to be off on Fridays in the summertime? I don't know. That's as far as I got, but I mean, I've never what, thought to ask What if them. you had what a if? what if jar yeah. or what if basket and everyone could just throw them in and then you'd have like, what if Wednesdays or something? What if Wednesdays? I like just playing with those ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think for so long, I just haven't been able to play with like the what if ideas because it there was no what if it was, we need to. Yeah. 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 It was, it is. And we need to, we need to, but what a gift to give to yourself and to your team to like really harness that new vibe. Like we have come out of it. We didn't just survive. We thrived in it. We grew. So what's next for us? What if, what if that's a mindset change? I'm going to have to like turn off a whole side of my brain to kind of do that. It's going to be like, I saw it trying to, it was like, I want to resist you. I want to say something. Yeah. Cause that, that's the, that's the side that keeps you alive. Right. Like that's the part, you know, I've told my team in like a pinch, I was like, listen, if we have a zombie apocalypse, 
follow me. I can get us out of this thing. Like I have survival instincts. I'm telling right. like a skill set, but always not necessary. But right? do you see how you may have inadvertently been creating crisis situations for those survival instincts to come out? I will have to sit in that for a while because that could be true. I can't think of an idea off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are some where it's like, ooh, <gasps> Oh, that gives, oh, that makes my skin itch. I don't want to talk about me anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to generalize then. I'm going to generalize. Okay. So stress, stress is addictive. Mm-hmm. And when we do things with high levels of stress, it creates a pattern and it signals to our brain, use stress to get things done. I'm really good at survival. I'm really good at getting things done. So we inadvertently are either looking for and or creating situations that trigger that stress because our brain knows you can get it done that way. But oh man, is that bad? Let me ask that question. Maybe is that a bad thing? It got you to where you are, mm-hmm. but will it take you to where you want to go? Good. <laughs> That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, but maybe man. the question is what is what is the role of stress? What is the role of stress that I want to have in my future? That I want to have in my future. What is the role of stress that I want to have in my future? Although I've been talking about relief. So obviously I don't want that, right? Like relief and freedom is like the business for me. Your words. <laughs> like bottle that relief and freedom would be great. I'm gonna have to sit with that some more. Now I got stuff to think about. Now I'm gonna have another weird dream. <laughs> gonna have another no, weird dream with the sand hypnosis. people. Huh? Blame it what on the hypnosis. Say? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you something. <sighs> That is YouTube videos are real. Cause I was like, I hope it, I like, I won't wake up clucking like a chicken, but it was obviously very opening mm-hmm. in my mind, in my subconscious to like, see the things that I'm thinking about and things that need to be addressed. Right. Yeah. Do I create such situ- and I will say yes to that. I can think of one particular thing that I'm in right now. That I, it's like, it, it, it's one of those things that just resurfaces. It resurfaces again. Every so often it just resurfaces. And I'm like, you would think by now I would know better and do better, but I haven't. And so I wonder if it's an enjoyment of, um, or an addiction. That's the better way to say it. The addiction to having to be scrappy or having to be, and that's the motivation. So I guess what would happen if it wasn't like, what if it was easy? What if it was easier? Would I be bored? <gasps> so maybe I'm not challenged enough, you know, like kids, you know, in a classroom where they get bored and then they start messing with other people. Like I used to do in class. I used to get in trouble for that. Yeah. When I was what little. do you want to be challenged by? Um, oh, I love a good challenge. A good something to figure out is always great. Mm-hmm. And that could be it too. Like when you figured out something and you go, well, I got that. That's kind of, that's great, but I could do this in my sleep at this point. Mm-hmm. And then putting myself in those situations. Oh my God, I need to, wow. Oh, that's worth thinking about. I, I would imagine that other people have that too, where it's something where you put yourself, whether it's a partner or a partner choice, like, mm-hmm. um, what did my Angela say? Same man, different pants. Same man, different <laughs> pants. Yeah. What I would say sometimes the same pants. <laughs> so, facts. That 
dims is facts right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, they keep coming back around and you go, well, I shouldn't, but you do. So that has happened. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So underneath that, mm-hmm. um, whenever there's kind of like the addiction or other behavior patterns, mm-hmm. I'm convinced there's trauma and or resentment, which I think go hand in hand. And so if you truly want to shift it, there is a healing process that needs to happen. And the first step is being aware of it, of addressing it and acknowledging it. And then really speaking to it of like, what is it that I need to heal within myself that honors this part of me? Yeah, there's probably a resentment and I guarantee you there's a trauma. I've been actually working through that. Like, what are all the times that I felt a certain way Mm -hmm. about this thing? And then how does that manifest itself and has shown up over time? And then has it, I've never really thought about if the two are joined in terms of certain behaviors with when I feel this feeling, then I have this behavior or what have you. I don't know if that's the case, but I definitely know that it has repeated itself. Ooh, story for a different day. How does one heal? What does that look like? It's, it's a process. Actually last week I did a, um, a webinar, a workshop on releasing Mm -hmm. your workplace resentments. And so it first starts as friction against your values And then kind of the ignoring or the piling up goes from annoyance to frustration. And then Mm -hmm. the frustration kind of like bundles up and gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where it's like anger and rage. Um, So rather than us voicing, protecting, we have these these triggers in us that's like Mm -hmm. gives us the behavior, the surge of adrenaline um, or endorphins, whatever it is we're looking for that give us that heightened emotional response to kind of express out what we aren't able to, or we don't feel like we're able to express um, Mm. that actually gives us our desired result. So it's taking apart the past story. And and I always say like, absolutely work with someone on this because we don't want to do is to keep reliving it. And if we're in our head, it it has a tendency to do this. So I write everything. That's why I journal a ton. Mm -hmm. And I actually Mm -hmm. created a workbook Mm -hmm. that's PDF fillable that goes through the 10 steps. So it's looking to separate facts from story. It's looking to see what does this do to me? What does it do for me? Where am I getting value from it? Wow. And then repackaging it to actually serve Uh you in a new way. Listen, and and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna be real honest with you because if you are not ready to do the work, be prepared to work in other ways. Like the struggle is real if you want it to be real, but peace and ease is real if you're ready to do the work. Yeah, that work is, it sounds like work because you have to sit in that. When you're saying that, I'm like, oh man, that's a long, and I'm worth it. It is so freaking worth it. I got to go back 40 years, man. That's like a lot to run through, Mm -hmm. at least 35. I got to go back 35 years. And run through that. Wow. I run through it every day. Like I like, but it gets easier, meaning, you know how to handle it, but it's that first step of like, I am worth more. My happiness, my peace, my ease is worth it. And so I'm going to be uncomfortable right now. I'm going to sit in it. I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to avoid it. Actually, it's someone say, I'm not ready to do this. I don't want to do this. And I was like, cool. I'm going to keep doing what I do. Because yeah. I know what's on the other side of this. I unlock this for other people. I've unlocked it in myself. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yes, short term, it's work. But holy shit, it's so amazing. Okay, but then, okay, you are right. You are, there's no but. You are correct. It is amazing. I am 
also thinking, oh, I got a lot of work to do, man. I got, I don't have kids, but if I had kids, it would definitely be like, that's a thing. And it's like, I got to go to work every day. I don't want to sit here and think about this. You don't like, think about it all day. It's literally five yeah. to 10 minutes of your life to uh-huh. just shut the noise out okay. and to listen to your inner voice and to write it down. That is literally that. how simple it is to start. I could do that. I love, I actually really like journaling. Um, I do think it helps. I, I agree with you in that it helps me at least know what I'm feeling and put it, capture it somewhere. Mm-hmm. That is nice about journaling. And then I do have like aha moments and things that inspiration that strikes while I'm writing and I can put things together and all of that. But I agree with you. I think I would need somebody. And also I don't want to pretend like I'm sidestepping here, but can we go back to workplace resentments? Sure. Yo, you Yo. did a whole workshop on that. Sure and that, that's real. Like I do. Feel I invited like... you to it on LinkedIn. Did you get it? No, <laughs> I messaged no. you about it. Oh my God. I feel like that's real. I feel like that's an amazing workshop to have. I do it for teams. That's what I'm saying, especially coming out of what we just did and this virtual world where you don't get to see some, you don't get to let off. Okay. So I, and I, this is just a hypothesis on my part. Hypothesis. Yes. A hypothesis. Yes. My guess is what I've seen is that because of people not having conversations with each other, that's like, I like you, Lauren, as a person, even though you're my colleague and coworker, every now and again, we disagree, but I also like you. You're my mm-hmm. friend. We hang out. I see you when we go to lunch. We have things, you know, we take our lunch at the same time. You're still my friend, right? Even if I don't get a chance to work with you every day in the virtual space, people, it's just work, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's some version of fun in quotes, some versions of fun and we sell it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We sell team building and virtual things and all of that. I get all that. Um, but I'll be the first to say, is it the same as like reaching out and touching someone? No, it's not the same. So when teams get together, we are noticing that people don't talk to each other or have water cooler conversations. And so by not having those, all you talk about is work. So if there is any friction in the workplace where it's like, we disagreed on something, there's no basis of friendship or kinship, I guess, to, to base it under. So now I'm just angry. Like you're not doing your job and I sent you this email and whatever versus that feeling of kinsman ship where it's like, I know, but I like Lauren. She's funny. You know, it's like, we disagree on this thing, but I still like her. She's fun. So I wonder like that. I feel like that to me is going to be something that a lot of companies need to address. And as a third party contractor, we see it a lot. Yeah. A lot. I would say this has been going on, but I think Mm -hmm. people had a lot of, um, coping mechanisms, i.e. alcohol Mm -hmm. and happy hours, Mm -hmm. or they were just rolling their eyes or at the water cooler talking Mm -hmm. smack. Mm -hmm. Um, What is lacking is a sense of community, the personalization, the the humanness. Mm -hmm. So you talk about four stages of psychological safety. People do not feel inclusion safety. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so they're, they're not even expressing the annoyances, the frustration, the rage. They're just disengaging. Or it's coming out in passive aggression and snark in Slack channels. Like it's Mm -hmm. popping up in new ways and it is all over the place. Yeah. It's a lot. And then people leave. Right. And I do. Or they say, 
or they uh-huh. stay and they're disengaged. And then you have presenteeism. Yeah, I, re- I read your article about that, um, about the numbing, right? Mm-hmm. Great numbing is what you were talking about. I know that there's this big terms for it all the way around. I know Kara Swisher, um, a great journalist, podcast host, but she, she termed it as um, the great reassessment which I love that too, like people reassessing what is important to them. But I think the numbingness is part of that too. I actually had someone say that to me once, which she said she felt just numb, numb, like nothing yeah, it'll can be like come unmotivated, in. unfocused. Yep. yep. Yeah. Nothing comes yeah. in. It's just, numb. I would say, th- I would say the reassessment are for people who have the privilege to assess. <laughs> that's a privilege. Let me tell you something. Anytime you get to think about what you're thinking about, it is a privilege, right? It's a privilege. Mm -hmm. Like it's a privilege that I can write articles and I have the time Mm -hmm. and space to do that. I understand that people are so depleted energetically. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like they have the space they have Mm -hmm. their, their mental bandwidth and their creative bandwidth is non-existent. And so that's why when I, when I see people coming from this, like mountaintop telling you, Oh, this is what it is. It's like, you don't see what's happening in the grass mm-hmm. blades. Like mm-hmm. you are in the clouds. And so people like Simon Sinek, who was like, what's your why? Well, listen, bro, I can't survive right now. I yeah. am like in it. I don't know if I'm going to keep my job. I don't know if I can get up this morning. I don't know if my kids are going to be in school. I don't know if my, my mother or father is going to die. I don't know like if I can go out in the street and not have like not get arrested. Like all this yeah. shit is coming yeah. and you're coming. Like, just think about your why. What's your why? Right. That's self-actualization, which is privilege. Right. I actually really agree with that because sometimes your why is not so, um, <laughs> and I like Simon Sinek a lot. I like his content, but also sometimes we have these, like what we call, uh, hood sayings, right. Or hood feelings when you really are in the hood, Lauren, and your why is cause you got to eat. Okay. Yes. That's my why. Yes. Why are you working this job? Cause I need to pay bills. Cause, yes. cause dominion don't pay me. <laughs> dominion doesn't take why as a form of payment. That's why. It's my purpose. Dominion. <laughs> they, don't, they don't take that. They don't take purpose as a form of payment. Okay. <laughs> they, they take card, ACH drafts. Yes. Okay. And yes. checks. They don't take why. Okay. Now they don't they take a smile why, as payment. <laughs> No, no, no. That's my why. My why is to pay my rent yeah. or my mortgage. That's my why. Right? So here's, so- here's, here's my shift on it. Mm-hmm. It's not about the why, because to me, why is rationalization and tolerating, mm-hmm. and it also gets you stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. I want people to focus on what is most important to you right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. This was great. So good. That's like a great line. I know. I don't want to say anything after that. Focus on what is like, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Well, if people, if people want to make your, um, Arlington dreams come true, or Mm -hmm. if they want to come see you in Richmond, how do they look Mm -hmm. you up? All about presentation.com all about presentation.com. That's our company. That is, um, we are insanely focused on getting people to connect always. Right. So we want them to connect with um, each other, with their teams, uh, with their companies that they work for, and ultimately connect inside the home with their families because they are more joyful, more happy um, in what they're doing and feel more fulfilled. And so we do that through events and strategic communications, um, particularly video content. Fantastic. Well, thank you for uh, providing some audio content for our listeners. 
and jamming out with me today. Thanks, Lauren. This was great. I'm sending a big virtual hug. I know I need it. Cause now I got to sit in my, like, what ways do I cause my own pain? <laughs> what ways do you create your own happiness? I know it. I know it. All right. Overthinking. Do that. Overthinking. Okay. Taking that wire. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All thanks, right. thanks so much. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.